What's up? And welcome to Espresso with Erin and Sarit, the show where you go to gain the confidence and self-empowerment that you need to live your best and most authentic life. Tough love conversations to reveal the simple truths that will transform your relationships, your body, and your bank account. We are your hosts. I'm Erin. And I'm Sarit. And we are on a mission to transform the lives of millions through the same fitness, nutrition, lifestyle, and financial habits that have transformed ours. Good morning. morning. What's missing? Not the mole. I definitely need that today. Oh, I could chug this coffee. It tastes so good. Good morning, you guys. Do you guys like ever wake up and you're like, man, I feel like I could sleep for another three hours today. Yeah, I noticed you took a little longer today. (laughs) I'm not sure if my meditation was a nap. (laughs) I don't know. When you try to meditate, but you fall asleep. Okay, you guys, today's Q&A day. So... Why don't we get right into it? Let's get right into it. Good morning, Tony and Tina. Okay, today's episode is brought to you by Improve You. Who else would it be? Duh. (laughs) Also, (laughs) you ask and we answer. I feel like, (laughs) for one, I'm not sure if I'm delirious or just really excited or both, but I just love chatting with you guys. So today's a great day. Anyways, um... Your questions. The first question that we have, can you flex those biceps? I think she's talking to you. I know. know. Oh, okay. That's for all the people who say, I don't know. I feel so hot. Biceps like that. Or it's making some stupid ass comment about Rocky or being a man or whatever. Go (laughs) yourself. In one of my photos, I think this is one of the best comments I've ever gotten. I, I love getting comments from haters. It like fires me up. I'm like, I'm like, you think it's going to make me feel bad. I'm like, you're still giving me energy. So thank you. Um, but it was like one of the Miss Health and Fitness photos. Oh, yeah. And my abs are showing and they're like, wow, way to put a female's face on a dude's body. <laughs> oh, thank like, you for the compliment. I'm like, Okay. <laughs> We got one the other day that was like, no, we got one on one of our photos that was like, oh, it looks like Rocky versus, I don't know, somebody else. And I was like, I don't even know what you mean by that. Whatever. Haters go hey, and guess what? You're still improving the algorithm. So uh, thank you. Okay. First question is from Autumn Gallagher. Oh, I like that name. Autumn Gallagher. From South Dakota. Dear God, help me. Those are her words. Oh my gosh. But I had to read it. I had to read it because that's funny. Okay, so the question is, what is your number one go-to when your muscles are KILLING, in all caps, you, but you know you have to get back up and move? Who has been in that position, first of all? Oh, like, let's me just, today. Like, the, when, you can't, today. when you can't sit down on the toilet without putting your hands down first or, like, feeling like you need the old lady bars to help lower you, or you just crash straight on the toilet Or if your arms are like this. You can't straighten them. Um, T-Rex. Well, it's, it's soreness is a part of the process. Um, do you want to answer that question? And also like, let's be real. You kind of like it. I do. You know what? It's gone to the point where for me, like, I think at the beginning of my journey when I started training, right? If I wasn't so, I'm like, did I not work hard enough? But we had an episode on that too. Yeah. Where we talk about if you're yeah. not sore, did you have a good workout or not? Okay. Anyways, 
let's answer the question. Uh, Autumn, I hope you're in the house, but I didn't see your name, but hopefully you watch this back if you're not here. Um, you know what? The number one thing that comes to my mind is probably the same thing that comes to no. your mind. However, that's not the only thing. Let's talk about the science of why this happens first. Yeah, totally. Okay. So muscle soreness is basically a byproduct of a lactic acid buildup, right? And, so, and your body's inability to, to, to flush it out. It, right. Yeah. So lactic acid is literally like just a byproduct of your, your muscles exerting a force that they're not normally used to. Okay. So it's due to some kind of physical stress, whether it's time under tension, a new movement, you know, a new load, so on and so forth. But basically soreness is, it, it is a part of the process because it's one of the signals to show that your body has not adapted to training, which is a good thing. And no, you don't have to always be sore in order to make progress. That is definitely not the case at all. And yeah. it's the best way to explain it too is like, and the, the reason why we sort of have this like feeling of like, I like being sore is because it feels like you did something, you mm -hmm. made progress, but how do you know that actually? And what happens is your muscles tear, they get little micro tears mm -hmm. and those tears fill in with tissue, ideally muscle, right? And so you can't add more muscle without tearing it to open more space first. So what happens when it hurts is kind of like um, you get little, like a paper cut and you get lemon juice in your paper cut. And it's like that acid is like going inside the tear, right? So it's, it's that, that's the best way to explain it, that feeling. It's a good visual. So now it, the there's the different things that you can do, uh, of course, as far as like mobility or recovery from a natural standpoint, um, you know, making sure you're doing stretching and foam rolling and things like that. And, you know, but we know that that only gets us so far and sometimes just freaking feels terrible, by the way. So another thing that you can do to actually really improve your recovery is Making sure your nutrition is on point. That's always going to be number one. Making sure your nutrition is on point, you're consistent, you're hydrated, you know, and then there is always like we take a supplement that is essentially, I mean, you can't buffer lactic acid, but essentially like that is the idea of it. And it decreases your oxidative stress so that your cells recover so much faster. Um, and it's a product by X Endurance. It's called Extreme Endurance. And this is something that like is too good to be true, but the studies have been done and the tests have been done. And third party, double blind, placebo controlled crossover studies published have been done to prove this product and how insane it is. And Olympic athletes take it and uh, high level CrossFit athletes, games athletes take it and so on. So this is something that if you're considering, first of all, make sure your nutrition is good. Make sure you're doing other things that can be contributing to your recovery, but then test it for yourself. If you're still at the point where you're like, okay, I want to get it. I want to try it. We'll post a link so that you can get 10% off. Um, but you know, test it in a way where you can measure it. So to prove it to yourself, how effective it is, rather than just saying, oh, I'm gonna take it and just trust, you know, we believe in the X Endurance brand. We've said it before, it's probably not a surprise to you guys um, that this is what we would recommend, but it does have the best integrity and the best results proven. So what I would say is if you're gonna get it and you're gonna test it, do a workout 
that is short but measurable, like a one mile run for time or something, mm -hmm. and then take it for seven days in a row. After seven days of taking it, seven days in a row, redo your mile and see what happens. Your mind will be blown. Mm -hmm. How much time you can take off of what was uh, somebody Stephanie's. just? Stephanie yeah, just one, of our, one of our um, runners who, who is in our, an inner circle program, I recommended her to take it. And I was like, okay, but like in order to, to measure how effective it is, like with, after seven days of taking it, I want you to like, you know, track how effective it was. So we had her do a 5K run on day one and a 5K run on day seven. Right. Um, of course, she's been working with us, you know, for a couple of weeks. So as far as lifestyle, her, her habits are good. Right. Um, the foundation is good. But since adding that supplement, she cut her 5K run time by two minutes within two seven days. minutes in seven days. 5K mm -hmm. is roughly three miles, just over three miles. 3.12, yeah. Right. And to take two minutes off that short of a run... I mean, for some people that might feel like a long run, but in the grand scheme, that's not a long run. Right. And to take two minutes, like, it's insane. It's not a joke. Mm -hmm. So anyways, it's called Extreme Endurance, Lachelle. If you already have an X Endurance account, you, you can just log into your account and get it. But um, if you have not ordered anything from X Endurance and you are interested in that, then we can post a link that will be 10% off. Next question? Yep. Cool. If you okay. can New York. Yeah, Sarah from fun, NY. Fun fact, I almost went to Ithaca, to Ithaca in New York for college, but then I didn't. I ended up in Jersey. So this question is a little bit specific to her, so I'm going to try to put it in a way where it's going to answer her question, but also benefit everybody else. So she received a nutrition plan uh, with the recommended portion sizes, which many of you may have the Badass Fit Body Nutrition Program. Um, she said she's curious about how to determine the quality of each of the categories. For example, I eat a lot of beans. Okay. But it has a lot of carbs in it. Or are there other foods that fall into multiple categories? Okay. So what we're going to, what we're going to, uh, this is basically when you have a food that has multiple different macronutrients in it, how do you count those? How do you measure those with our system? So if you're unaware our measuring system is one palm is a protein serving, one fist is a veggie serving, one thumb is a fat serving, and one cupped hand is a carb serving. Mm -hmm. So what she's asking is when you have something like beans or another one, any kind of legume would be a good example of this. Basically a vegan protein source. Right. I mostly eat vegetarian because of environmental reasons, which is great. So, the, so this is for like the vegans in the house, right? So here's how mother nature works, right? Mother nature like gives you whatever your body needs. So the thing is with the vegan diet is that protein sources also contain carbs in them. Like you don't have a protein source that's just purely protein, like even vegan protein will have some carbs simply because protein that comes from a vegan source also has carbs in it. Okay. And that's why for vegans, um, something that we always say, and if you're in the inner circle, then I definitely told you that in the first call, you'll want to watch out for your carb intake because you are getting carbs when you're getting protein. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, remember, you need to eat carbs, but of course, if you overdo it on the carbs, then of course, there's going to be, you're going to run out of energy balance, which is not optimal for body composition. Mm. Okay, um, so there are some supplements too that you can, like, I take the X-Endurance Lean, which is a vegan, which is a vegan protein, and in that, the carbs are not as present because what they do is extract the protein from the peas and the chickpeas, and then they put it into a powder form. So it is processed to a degree. Um, but if you're wanting to get something that you can also like add in where you don't have to, where you can improve the balance from protein to carb ratio, that's one way that a lot of people do it. There are other vegan protein powders that are good. Uh, that's just the one that I prefer, but you know, that's one way to get the balance, but these are the other little like uh, difficulties that come with being vegan and wanting to get enough protein is having that balance. Yeah. And it's definitely doable, but you ha you're going to have to pay like even closer attention. Mm -hmm. Um, but Sarah, to, to answer your question from a vegan standpoint, like Protein sources will include carbs. So you just want to be extremely aware and super mindful to make sure that you are on point. And if we're talking about the ratio, it's going to be like a two carb, one protein for most legumes or like vegan kind of proteins. It's kind of like one to one. I'm Is it one sure. to one? Yeah. Well, for our serving sizes. I think it's one to one. One to one? I'm okay. pretty sure. So like if you want to get one full, so let's say if it's one to one, if you want to get like, let's say one full serving of protein and one full serving of carb, if let's say one serving is basically a half and half, let's talk you'll about, just double up on that. But let's talk about beans though. If you've got a full serving of protein from beans, it's going to be two full servings of carbohydrate. If you talk about like a serving of beans is going to be somewhere around seven grams of protein, Hold on. but 20 grams of carbs. Was she talking about a specific bean here? Nope. But she said I eat a lot of beans, so that's why I used it mm, as a... Got it. One moment. Oh, you're right. You're right. We're talking two to one. I'm right. Two to one. Yeah. So it's definitely doable, but it's not. It's it's going to be, like, extra complicated. Um, so basically, like, to get one full serving of protein from beans, that's, like, two servings of carbs already. Mm. Lentils are one of the better varieties of legume that you could get protein from that's a little bit higher in protein like as far as yeah. ratio goes yeah okay um we cool. hope that helps sarah yeah and then we have how frequently should you do your weigh-ins this is a really great question i don't like to read two questions back to back from the same person but because i know that a ton of people will benefit from this question we're going to read another one of sarah's so how frequently should you do your weigh-ins i started on my fitness journey uh, since I started on my fitness journey, I've been trying only to check my weight once a week through the scale, though the scale continues to tempt me. Who has had that struggle before? I was wondering your general thoughts on how frequently you should check your progress. Boogie! Sergeant, I'd like to answer this question. Can you hear him singing his song? I'm pretty sure that's Britney Spears' Oops, I Did It Again. Yeah, that's what he's singing. It's beautiful. Okay, so we're going to answer this question. Boogie, Zoe. Zoe wants to take the question. Come here. Okay. Okay. 
It's chaos. What is even happening right now? Okay. So how frequently should you do your weigh-ins? This is going to differ from person to person, depending on what the fuck happens up here. Yeah. Uh, first of all, nobody needs to weigh themselves every single day. Let's just get that out of the way. Uh, your weight's going to fluctuate two to three pounds up or down on any given day, hmm. no matter what. If I drink, if I drink, where's my, I don't have a big cup here, but you know, those big old shaker bottles. If you drink an entire thing of that, you weigh yourself before and you weigh yourself after, guess what? You just put all of that weight, however much that weighs in your body. Now that is part of your weight. Weight is just overall mass, everything, right? So your poop counts, right? So if you haven't taken a dump, you're gonna weigh a little bit more. Does that mean you're fatter? No. So make sure that it's not every day for one. Now, if it's every week and always, 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 Boogie wants to tell you, it is all about the intention. So ask yourself, why are you weighing yourself? Mm -hmm. What is the purpose? What is the intention? What are you trying to get out of it? Is it gonna screw you up or is it going to serve you? Because oftentimes, I talk about this and I love talking about this. Yes, Boogie, would you like to say something? I would like to share how often I get weighed. How often do you get weighed? I don't like getting weighed and I only get weighed when I go to the vet. And in fact, I hate it so much that I have to be bribed. When, you, when I go to my doctor. Doctor. <laughs> He hates it. He doesn't like to get on the scale. He's like, no, I don't want to gain weight. Uh, no, anyways, this big boy is like 34 pounds. Yeah, he's like a kettlebell. Okay, so anyways, um, you know, you, if, if you're weighing yourself. Okay, so here's the thing. If you go an entire week and you're stoked on your actions and you expect the scale to go down, that means you did what you needed to do and you should just keep doing that. The problem happens is when we feel really good about what we did and then we get on the scale expecting something to happen because we know that our actions were aligned with what we think should happen on the scale and then it doesn't happen on the scale. We're like, ah, fuck, this doesn't work. And then all hell breaks loose. Am I right or am I totally right? So if you're weighing yourself for validation, stop. Just focus on your actions. If you're weighing yourself because you're an MMA fighter and you have to weigh in on a certain date at a certain weight, then you might want to weigh yourself every damn hour. I don't know. But it always goes back to the intention. And if it's going to screw you up, just don't do it. Focus on your actions and focus on what you're doing because that is what's going to move you forward. You don't need validation from a scale. I. So here's the thing. Each and every one of you guys, like, in every area of life, and if you want to be successful, you need to, you need to hold yourself accountable. The problem is, is that when it comes to our weight loss journey, we tend to hold our, well, the mainstream way, like will tell you to hold yourself accountable by stepping on the scale, mm -hmm. which for the first couple of days might be gratifying, right? However, the problem with that is that you will end up seeking validation from the scale. And when the numbers do not align with how you've shown up, mm -hmm. then that's when it's going to create a vicious cycle of probably self-sabotage. Right. 
And there, and we're talking like purely from our own experiences. So and many of your experiences, because there are several of you who we coach on a personal level, and it's same. Right, right. So you know, my recommendation to you with regards to the scale, what, how often should you weigh yourself? I quite frankly, I think the weighing yourself once a week. If you haven't gone yourself to a consistent baseline of okay, this is where I'm at, and now it's kind of like just for accountability. There's you should not weigh yourself once a week whatsoever because it's going to lead to a lot more mental disrupt this destruction than it is empowerment. However, you do need to hold yourself accountable on the on a given basis, and you know the best way to do that is have a journal. By the way. Come 2021, we're going to have an improved you calendar and planner um, because we really believe that there isn't one like out there in the market that really helps you to account for everything that we ask in order for you to really fulfill your journey every day. But, you know, at the end of each day, like really like track your efforts, right? And, and ask yourself, how did I show up today fully? The truth is, is that for as long as you show up and you give it your all each and every day, over time, the scale will move it in the right direction. However, tracking yourself with regards to the scale every day and using that as your main source to be held accountable to your weight loss journey is an ineffective and misleading way, simply because as women, our bodies change due to our hormones on a very regular basis. Now, I'm not the kind of person who will tell you that the scale lies. The scale does not lie whatsoever. However, we do have bodily changes, okay? Like, especially, like, coming around the time of the month where due to water retention and whatnot, the numbers will go up simply because that is just a part of our physiology, right? But what if you've actually shown up and you're like, shit, the scale went up three pounds, right? That will make you feel like you didn't do the right thing, right? Which will make you feel confused, lost, and frustrated. And as far as I'm concerned, that's not going to help you to, you know, move the needle forward. And that's why you should not track yourself. You should not weigh yourself every um, week. If you struggle um, with your relationship with the scale, then my recommendation to you is that you shouldn't even, you, you shouldn't even use your scale to weigh yourself. Um, you should at the beginning and once you've really reached your goal, just to see what the deviation was. Um, or that inspires me to create a challenge. And if you obsess over the scale and you're constantly looking for validation from it and you struggle with that, my challenge to you is to take a video of yourself smashing your scale, fucking that shit up, throw it in the garbage can. Don't leave a mess. If it's glass, don't be dangerous and leave it all over the ground. Or just take a video of you throwing your scale in the garbage. We've had several people do this on our page and it's amazing. You can always get a new scale if you wanted it down the road, but that is a very surefire way to make sure that you are not relying on the scale or being tempted to validate yourself through means in which are not going to help you move forward. But if you're like, you know what, like either way, whatever the scale suggests doesn't matter to me. Like I'm, I don't get emotionally attached, which for 99.99% of y'all is not true. 
um, then weigh yourself every four weeks. If you're in the inner circle, we ask you to weigh yourself every four weeks. That's not for you. That's for us, right? Um, so yeah, that's that. You need accountability, but the scale may not be the best one. Okay, last question. This is from Deidre from Tennessee. Okay, this is long. I think there's some backstory. <laughs> How do you know when to up your cows and go into maintenance or bulking? I've been in a deficit for months. Okay, this is going to be good. I already know. I already know that. Okay, hold on. I've been in a deficit for months, and every Saturday, I'll have a cheat meal. Yesterday, I ate at least 2,000 calories, if not more, and ended up losing almost two pounds this morning. Don't weigh yourself every day. I've been told by several, I've been told by several people that once you're in a deficit for so long, maybe it's your body's way of telling you to eat more because you're stalling. I haven't been losing lately, but then when I ate those cows, I was down from 109 to 107. I'm so confused on if I should continue losing fat or if I should go into maintenance for a while. I'm five foot and 107 pounds, but I still have belly fat and no, 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 necessary to lose weight, but I'm trying to decrease my body fat. So she doesn't want to lose weight, trying to decrease her body fat. Is so it is only your decision. She said, I'm confused if I should continue losing fat or if I should maintain for a while. I'm going to answer that first because that's only up to you. That doesn't matter. If you want to try to lose fat or maintain is your decision. Nobody else can decide that for you. As far as the rest of this goes, get back to basics. You don't need to just be consistent. Girl, you're hella fucking confused. Be and, consistent. And, and I'm telling you this with so much love. Um, there is a lot of problems here. The biggest one is that you're listening to a lot of people. You need to listen to one person and one person only. Okay. And that person, for one, you need to make sure that that person is qualified. You need to make sure that that person looks like they know what they're doing. Like a lot they of practice people, what they preach. A lot of people are qualified, but they don't have the body to show for it. It matters because you should not ever be giving advice if you don't consistently consistently apply it. Because it's really easy to tell people to do things because girl, you sound confused. For one, here's the thing, you guys. So it sounds as if, and this is only something that you that you can answer for yourself, right? It sounds as if your goal is to drop body fat, mm -hmm. right? And you're talking to me about bulking and maintenance. Like, that's how I know that you're confused, simply yeah. because of the words that you're using, right? What you need, right? You don't need no bulking. You don't need no calorie counting. And, and this is why some of you guys are either in love with us because you're like, oh my gosh, they cracked the code and I don't understand how they do it. It's so simple. Or some of you guys are like, I don't know if I can believe them because it sounds too good to be true. What you need, girl, is simplicity and consistency. And, and focus. Yep. What do you want? Right. Because if you're constantly switching back and forth yep. between these things, oh, I want to bulk. And normally I want to bulk as an excuse for you to eat pizza. But, um, you know, do I want to bulk? Oh, no, not after two weeks. Okay, now I want to cut because I'm uncomfortable because I'm a little softer or whatever. Okay. Oh, this isn't where I'll just go back to, okay. Maybe I want to maintain like you got to, what do you want? And you got to stick with it minimum eight weeks. 
to give yourself a fighting chance to achieve what you want to. Now, it's, it's also important to note that she's already relatively lean. Yeah. So it's the leaner you get, the more attention to detail mm -hmm. it requires to continue getting leaner. Yeah. Now, over time, if you're consistent enough for a long enough period of time, you then don't have to you know, put all this effort and energy into focusing on the details because you've created habits, you know, you know your routines, you know how you navigate certain scenarios that are um, unique. You know, if something comes up or you're stuck in a pinch, like what kind of food do I grab? Um, you know, what do I do if I'm hungry at the grocery store? These type of things, you've already done the troubleshooting. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to focus so much on it, but you got to give your time to be consistent in one thing that you really want. And if it's leanness, then I would focus on the quality of your foods more than the quantity of your foods. Quantity matters, yes, of course, but if you're focusing on the quality, you're gonna get too full or your jaws are gonna get too tired before you overeat good food within a balanced structure. It sounds as if, girl, what you need is, you need to learn how to set your goals. I don't think you really know what you want, um, you need to you need to gain clarity. That's one, and for two, you need you need to follow something consistent. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Because otherwise, you're just gonna like. It sounds like you're kind of like going in this cycle, and it sounds like you've done a pretty pretty good job. But man, Deidre is. She is the reason why most people who are either into bodybuilding, not the bodybuilder pros, right? Into bodybuilding, like the, the wannabes, I'm going to do my first enthusiasts. show. Yeah, the enthusiasts or the enthusiast CrossFit athletes are frustrated with their bodies, get injured, are unhappy, but they always work so hard. Mm -hmm. Like, because you're so lost, you're trying to, I, it sounds as if you're, you've been given instructions by people who are either enthusiasts and don't really know what they're talking about, or they are pros, but they don't know actually how to goal set. So they think that you want exactly what they want. A lot of and times, there's, there's a lot of the metaphysical that has to be taught as well. Yeah, a lot of enthusiasts will tell you what's worked for them. That doesn't yeah. mean that that's going to work for you. And it is frustrating when you do put in that amount of work. You want to see the results, of course. But there's so much conflicting information out there, which is why when we give you um, your custom part of your Badass Fit Body Nutrition, it's very simple. Some people get pissed. They're like, I wanted a full detailed meal plan. You're not going to get it because if you don't like it, you won't keep doing it. And then it lacks consistency, which defeats the purpose of what we do. So, you know, to to be consistent, to get back to the basics, to focus on the fundamentals, to know what you really want, um, and then turn up the efficiency dial. Mm -hmm. But you gotta get consistent first, so. Yeah, my, my heart goes out to somebody like Deidre because I can, tell that, I can tell that you're very invested in your journey. I can tell that like you're really putting in the time and the effort, um, but you seem lost. Um, I think it would be best if the responses that we have given you kind of like speak to your heart you're like oh my gosh like this sounds so right but like what do i do now just reach out to erin and let's give you a more like 
yeah. um, individual direction with regards to what you need to do, because otherwise you're going to just keep on repeating the cycle. Yeah. The first thing I was thinking is you need a coaching call with Sari. Yeah. If any of you are struggling and you feel like you're, you know, you're kind of on the right path, you know, you don't have crazy, terrible habits, you know, you just, you, you need some direction or whatever we do one hour session coaching calls that you can just do for an hour and then go on your way and have direction and have focus and have structure and have more confidence in what your next actions are going to be. So, you know, that's available to you guys. So yes. if you're struggling with that, if you've been struggling forever and you've tried everything out there and you don't know what to do with yourself anymore, you need to be in the inner circle. So anyways, that's my two cents on that. But hopefully that th this was helpful for multiple people and not just the ones who asked the questions. They were really good questions today and I'm stoked that we had the opportunity to answer those. So thank you for asking. If you have any questions, please, there is a post in the announcements at the very top of the Aaron and Sarit public Facebook group page, which you are in watching this on right now. Unless you're on YouTube watching this, then I will put the link below for the Facebook group in the case that you're not part of it. And what you can do is submit your questions on that very simple survey that says, what's your name, where are you from, and what is your question? And then we will be answering these questions as they come in every Tuesday, posting them onto YouTube. If you're on YouTube, please smash that subscribe, subscribe button. Subscribe does no longer have a B in it. Subscribe. Boogie language. Boogie language. Boogie asks you for subscribe. Yeah, do it for boogie. Paw. Yeah, paw, paw the su subscribe button. And ring the notification bell because then you will know every time we post a new video. Anyways, guys, thank you so much for joining us. We love you. We are here for you every single day because of you. So thank you for your questions. Have a beautiful Tuesday. Anything else? We will see you tomorrow at 6.30. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Espresso with Erin and Suri. On your way out, be sure to check out our website, erinandsuri.com, to keep up to date with what we have going on and maybe grab some free stuff. And if you feel so inclined, hop on over to leave us a five-star review. Wink, wink. And remember, life is more fun when you subscribe to Erin and Suri.